Well, hello and welcome to The Daily Brew, the devotional where every day we have a new brew of coffee and we see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Yes, it's cheesy, but it's true. And today is day 37. You join me in Auckland. Great to have you here with me as we continue our Bible in a Year devotional. If you're joining us for the first time, I encourage you to go to day number one at the start of the playlist and the podcast and start from day one so that you can read the Bible in a whole year. Today, day 37, and we're continuing on in our scriptures. I'll read them to you. They're also in the descriptions of every uh, on every platform as well. Let's have a look at them. Psalm 18, 37 to 42, Matthew 24, 32 to 25, 13, and Job 38, 1 to 40, verse 2. Those are our scriptures for today as we steam through the Bible at a rapid rate of knots. It is uh, so good to have you with me today. Before we go any further into the Bible for day 37, let's talk brews. And today we are back with the Avalanche Franz Joseph Strength 5 Whole Bean. Now I loved this as an espresso and I thought I'd try it as a filter. So I've used the Chemex and I am really excited about giving this a try with a lighter flavor profile and a lighter body. It was really lovely, the last one, espresso, and had the full body flavor. So I'm looking forward to trying this as a Chemex today. Uh, the uh, ratios, you might be asking, as always, 20 grams of coffee to 300 grams of water. The way you work that out, by the way, is you take your grams of coffee for each cup. So this is a one cup of Chemex that I've used. So the 20 grams of coffee, and then you multiply that by 15, and that's how much water you should use according to various platforms online uh, that I use to study how to make it. So let's give this a go today. The Franz Joseph filter in the Chemex. Cheers. Let's give it a go. Oh, okay. I'm not getting like really anything out of this as, at all as a filter which is disappointing because i was really looking forward to that as a as a as a as a filter mm. there's a very light acidity to be honest as always there could be a chance that i've done something wrong but it's very it's very flat there's no flavor that i'm getting through this there's no yeah, there's not really much, not really much in there. I'm, I'm actually a little bit disappointed because I was really looking forward. I was really looking forward to this one. I don't know. I could have brewed this wrong, but I, I, as I've done with every other uh, Chemex so far, I, I didn't change my brewing method at all. So maybe, maybe it needs a, a, a less coarse grind. I'm going in for the third time just to try and salvage anything. It smells nice. Yeah, I'm desperately trying to get any flavor in that, but I, I just, I, I'm just not. Oh, that's disappointing. That's actually real disappointing. The Avalanche Friends Joseph as a filter, not really, it's not really working for me. I'll try it again at another date, I think, and try and get some flavor out of it, but I'm disappointed at the lack of flavor in there. There's very light hints of some sort of citrus, but tastes like, Largely tastes like water. Well, that's it for the brews today. A bit of a disappointment today uh, for day 37. Um, but there you go. That's yeah. I'm I'm shocked because this was really good as a filter as a as an espresso. 
I'm going to put it down. I'm going to hope that I brewed it wrong. I'm going to give this another couple of tries in the days to come and see if I can get some good flavor out of it. That's enough of the brews, though, today. As disappointing as that is, the Bible never lets us down. Come on, somebody. Come on. Come on, somebody. Okay, let's get into the Bible for today. As someone who's been in ministry for 10 years, I've learned that I actually don't need to know everything about God. There's a lot of pressure in our society to be in the know, quote unquote, about things. News, social media, peer pressure, and having unlimited access to information has created the sense in our generation that we must know it all, all the time. Without knowing it all, somehow we seem to be inferior to those who do. When it comes to God, though, there is no possible way that we could know everything about him. That's not to say that we shouldn't try to know more, but it's to say that we shouldn't feel the pressure to actually know everything. I have this concept that I want to throw out there today and see if it works. It's this idea of having healthy biblical agnosticism. Now, agnostic means a person who holds the view that any ultimate reality, such as God, is unknown and probably unknowable. Now, before you throw tomatoes at your TV screen or throw out your headphones in absolute disgust that I'm somehow anti-God, no, no, what I'm, I want you to hear what I'm saying. We can know God in an intimate and personal way. We can experience God's presence. We can live in the fullness of life that God is saying. It's not that God is unknown, but there are some things that are unknowable about God. We have to be okay with that. We have to be okay with some healthy biblical agnosticism. There are some things that are just unknowable. Deuteronomy actually tells us about these things. They call them the secret things. This is what it says in Deuteronomy. We haven't read the book of Deuteronomy yet. I'm kind of skipping ahead and I'm pulling from different books to, to, to just land this sort of concept. But ha have a look at this. Deuteronomy says, secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us. There are some things that God reveals to us that belongs to us, that knowledge, that revelation, that wisdom. But there are some things that God hasn't revealed to us yet. And those are the secret things. They belong to to God. Nicky Gumbel actually says this, and I, I want to have a look at this, Nicky Gumbel. He says, we need to be clear about what the Bible is clear about. Don't be agnostic about what you can know, but equally don't be dogmatic about the things that the Bible is agnostic about. So I want to have a look at some big questions that we ask ourselves, big questions that people ask in our generation. And I want to have a look at what the Bible has to say about those things. We're going to look at three things today and see what the Bible says about knowing and unknowing those things. So then the first one I want to look at is my future. That's a big question that we like to ask is, well, what's my future going to look like? What does my future hold? What's in the future for me? We love to ask and speculate about what the future looks like. We have people actually who make it their job to speculate about the future. Lots of doomsday, lots of uh, catastrophic prophecy about the future. And we actually have no idea to know if these guys are right or not. One thing we do know, though, is that with this mindset about our future, we spread fear and not faith. Coming out of COVID-19 here in New Zealand, we've seen fear being used as one of the primary tools by officials to get compliance by the people of New Zealand. In fact, you could look around the world and you could see that as a common trend. Now, I'm not saying that COVID wasn't dangerous, and I'm not saying that COVID didn't have reasons to be uh, fearful and aware of what could have happened if you had COVID, you know, lots of people have passed away and it's tremendously sad. I'm not trying to downplay COVID. What I am trying to do is just highlight the fact that fear, when it's used as a tool to prophesy about the future, it creates the sense of, uh, well, fear. It creates a sense that uh, the world's coming to an end. It creates anxiety. It creates 
in people complications that I don't think that God best desires for his people. If you look at the environment of the environment conversation, we're seeing people now, young people that are now environmentally anxious and schools with the language that's being used about the future of our planet. There are people, kids now in our nation and in, in the nations of the world who are exhibiting anxiety symptoms about the environment. There's lots of fear being used in our generation, and we can see the side effects of that fear quite plain and simply. So what does this like? What does this mean for us as Christians? Well, as Christians, we're not meant to be people of fear. We're not meant to live with a fear-based mentality. We're meant to be people of faith. Faith tells us that God knows when you need strength and supply. Not only that, he will follow through and give you what you need in any given situation. David writes this. He writes, you armed me with strength for the battle. Whatever lies ahead, God will supply you with what you need to get through. No matter how bad the future looks, no matter what difficulties you're facing, we have to rely on God and know that our future is safe in God's hand because he's a provider. But not only that, he prepares and arms us with strength for the battle. Look with faith into your future. That's what I want to encourage you to do. When it comes to your future, you, you, you can't possibly know what is to come. But what you can know through the eyes of faith is that God is with you and for you. So I want to encourage you, look with faith into your future, knowing that God is on your side. The second sort of question that people like to ask is, well, when's Jesus coming back again? He said he's coming back soon. He said he's coming back soon, people. So when when actually is soon? Jesus does make it clear that he is coming back again, but he also makes it clear that we're going to have no idea when it's going to happen. It's surprising to me that this is such a huge topic of conversation within church circles. Nobody can possibly know when Jesus is coming back. Lots of Christians spend their time, there are so many YouTube channels, spending their time on doomsday. Jesus is coming back. We're looking for these signs. I'm not saying we shouldn't be aware that Jesus is coming back. I'm just saying spending our lives dwelling on it might not be the best use of our lives. We can become so consumed with this conversation. But can I suggest that it's probably a waste of your time if you're spending heaps and heaps of time in this conversation? You're not meant to know when he's coming back. You're never going to know when he's coming back. In fact, Jesus says that he won't even know when he's coming back, that only the Father will know. And that when he's coming back, the father will tell him. The instruction is to keep watch, okay? Not study and be stressed looking for signs. While we wait, we need to make sure that we're being the hands and feet of Jesus, serving people while we wait for Jesus to return. We need to communicate the gospel message because he is coming back. And when he does, it might be too late for some people. While we, while we wait, we need to remain ready. In verse 45 to 51, Jesus talks about the wise and wicked servants and the 10 virgins, virgins with the oil. The wise ones remained ready and the virgins who had enough oil were wise. So what I want to encourage you to do when it comes to your future, you're not going to, uh, sorry, when it comes to Jesus's return, you're not going to know when he's coming back, but we do know that he is coming back. So remain ready, love God and love people. The third thing, the third question that I want to look at today is God and suffering. Why does God allow suffering? We keep coming back to it. It's a common theme. And this is something we've talked a lot about, particularly through the book of Job. And you can't really talk about much else without having that as your anchoring point in the book of Job. It's a question that keeps coming back time and time again. There are so many other questions that the book of Job raises without answers. One of God's complaints against Job's friends is that they've spoken words without knowledge. Instead of being okay with what they don't know, they try and explain the suffering. If we do this, we're speaking without knowledge. And this doesn't help us or the people we're trying to help. Did you know that in God's response, after 30 odd chapters of listening to this, 
He asks 49 questions of Job that Job has no possible answer to. I think the point of these questions is to illustrate that we just don't know. We won't know. We can't possibly know at all. There are secret things that belong to God. And when we get to heaven, we might also be able to understand, but we have to be okay with some things just being a mystery to us. When suffering comes, we don't always know why. The book of Job is not about helping us understand why suffering is. It's more about helping us see that God is with us in the midst of our suffering and what our response should be to our suffering too. Verse of the day. Yes, it's a super sneaky extra bonus verse at the end of our devotional that we pull out and have a look at. It says this in Job 38, 3, brace yourself like a man. I will question you and you shall answer me. We need to grow up. We need to be mature and be able to sit with God and have some tough combos with him. Too many of us, my gut feeling is that too many of us are sitting, sulking and refusing to be confronted or to confront things in, in your life. If Christ is going to be made known, it's going to require people like you and me to stand firm and brace ourselves for what is to come. And that is it for today, the Daily Brew, done and dusted, day 37. Now that it's cooled down, I'm going to give it another try because I just can't, I don't feel good about this. At a slightly lower temperature, at the length of time it's taken to do this devotional, it's it's the lightest citrusest, citriest flavor you can see. I, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna do a plunger tomorrow with it. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do this as a plunger tomorrow. I'm gonna see if I can get any flavor out of the plunger. Otherwise, I'm going back to the espresso just to redeem the Franz Joseph. Thanks so much for joining me today, guys. We are on the journey of reading the Bible in the year, day 37, done and dusted. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm praying for you that God is speaking to you through these scriptures. As always, follow, subscribe, click the bell on YouTube. Rate this podcast, do everything you can to get the word out. Feel free to share it with people who you think is going to benefit from it. It's never too late late to read a Bible in a year. The year just starts on January 1st, but this could be the start of someone's new year. So share it with someone, put it on social media, tag me at Harry NZ. I'd love to repost as well. Hey, if it's the start of your day, have a great rest of your day, unless it's the end. Good night, sleep tight, and we'll see you tomorrow for another day on the day.